Welcome to Look Behind the Look, the celebrated podcast that explores your favorite looks in film, television, and fashion history. Through conversations with the fashion world's elite and award-winning hair, makeup, and costume designers on sets around the world, you will see and hear exciting tales from behind the scenes, career origin stories, and tons of advice and tips. I'm your host, Tiffany Bartok. Hey everybody, welcome to Look Behind the Look, and today we are talking about Dead Ringers. Not the movie Dead Ringers, the show Dead Ringers with Rachel Weisz, the most beautiful woman on earth. And today I'm talking with Jason Collins of Autonomous Effects and Judy Chin. Yes, the Oscar award-winning Judy Chin. She just won for The Whale, and she's a a longtime collaborator with Darren Aronofsky um, doing all of his movies, including the iconic Black Swan. I don't know if you're watching this show, but it shocked the heck out of me. It is not for the faint of heart, that that first episode, um, but it is a fascinating, fascinating series with performances that are not to be believed. And the work is incredible. The one thing that we did have a big conversation about in this episode is, and Jason brought it up actually, that we are comfortable with watching like gory violence and horror and, you know, everything except for what really shocks people about Dead Ringers, which is the birthing scenes, the C-sections, the um, the full births. And so we talk about the uh, logistics of these shoots, of course, and really get into the nitty gritty of it. And you're going to be really surprised about how they actually did these things. But in watching it, it's really fascinating how a lot of people are like, oh my God, oh, 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 and look away. But yet they'll watch like Saving Private Ryan's full 20 minutes without flinching. So, you know, that was an interesting conversation to have. And I really, uh, I want you to hear what these guys have to say about it. And I really had a great time talking to both of them. These are incredible masters in their field. And I hope you enjoy our conversation. Sometimes I feel I've got to I want to change the way that women birth is world-changing. How does that vomit-inducing idealism translate into dollars? I do my job to help people. Baby sister, you are so deliciously perfect. Where do you come from? Is capitalism very bad? Are you okay? Oh, I'm brilliant! want me to grow you a baby out of nothing? Bring it on, let's do the research, let's make anything happen. Are you God? How did you create life where it would not grow? That is not what we want to be doing though. Mm, but it might be. But it's not. But it could be. But it's not. All right. Hi everybody. This is Team Dead Ringers today. We've got Jason Collins and Judy Chin. It's an honor to have you both. And as I said, Judy, what a surprise. I'm so happy that you're here because I I've never met you and I'm what an honor to meet you and congratulations on all your success. Uh, thank you been a been a Thanks big for time me. for you absolutely um <laughs> tell me okay so this show um i don't even know how you are doing this show I, tell me how the project came to be how you signed up on it when did rachel come into the picture and when did you know you you were going to be making this together um well Rachel, I met Rachel nearly 20 years ago. I've always been a huge fan of hers. She's an incredible person and a ridiculously talented actress and just really, really lovely um, 
to be around. But she called me, uh, she called me when COVID first started and um, let me know about this project. And just because of COVID and all the things that were, you know, things hadn't been completely written yet, um, you know, she just wanted me to have it on my radar that okay. she was doing this incredible project. Um, the, the the film Dead Ringers with Jeremy Irons, I've always been a huge fan of. I've always thought it was completely bizarre and strange and amazing. Um, so to hear that they were making this into a series with her playing the Mantle Twins just blew my mind. Um, definitely something that I wanted to be involved in. He, I think she and Alice Birch, she she was um, our writer and she, her, her words are just so incredible and moving and completely, it's like, I want, she's, she's this lovely woman with, you know, two beautiful children. So she's a family person, but like the things that go on in her mind are just like incredible. And like, you know, they go from like, funny to dark to outrageous and really really clever and smart and so we were really blessed that she was the writer well, that certainly comes through i mean it, it's such a wild ride i feel totally schizophrenic while watching and i just love <laughs> the tone and the energy it all really works I, jason how did you come to the project uh we came to the project i believe um uh somebody from Props had reached out to us originally, and um, it was during the time of COVID, and uh, they knew they were going to need some babies and things. But what <laughs> ended up sort of happening is after we sort of read the first uh, script that they, he'd sent over, we said, this is much bigger than just us sort of being a vendor for you and just sending out babies nice. and things like that. And we, there's some specifics we have to sort of know. And so we started getting more involved at the production level. Um, and of course, we knew Judy before uh, this, uh, which was great. And um, uh, so that that also made life easier, knowing that things were going to go to Judy and she has a shorthand with us and, uh, you know, can tell us what what her needs are and things like that, which was, which was really helpful. But, you know, once we... Once we started talking with Judy and the producers and everything, this it became a much bigger animal than originally thought because COVID really presented a lot of new sort of challenges, right? Generally, where they would have been able to sort of get pregnant women in or doubles in, uh, you know, or even babies that were a couple of weeks old, utilizing those uh, were becoming more of an issue because of, you know, people were still trying to figure out what they could and couldn't do. And inevitably, nobody wanted to sort of put the the mothers at risks or anything like oh. that. So what we ended up doing was a lot more. Every episode had a pregnant woman in it. Every episode, somebody was giving birth or there was a C-section. Um, so it required quite a bit of mechanical babies, prop babies, bellies. And again, you know, most of the casting was done out of New York. So, so Judy, uh, Judy would send us pictures of the actors and what we would do is we would talk with her and she'd send us uh, color samples and we'd do our best to sort of get it into a position to where it was a good match and everything. And then we also utilized a, a great guy down there named Ben Borenstein and a couple of other great people to sort of help tie those things in with people when they would come in. So, you know, it was a real group effort. It kind of took a real village because this was really right when everybody got back from COVID. So we were really trying to figure out the sort of best approach for this. But it turned into an animal, um, uh, like a really, really big animal. 
Judy. I, well, I was um, not ready. I was not ready. <laughs> I was like ready to look at beautiful Rachel Vice for, you know, and, and then was really shocked. And it it's really extraordinary work. I mean, it's so funny to say that it's extraordinary work, you know, but it looked so realistic. And these are not things that I, you know, am too, I've had a child, but I did not know that. And so my husband is the one who <laughs> couldn't, I was like, this is very interesting. And I looked over at him and he was like cowering in the corner, which is very funny. Have you found, <laughs> I was gonna, I was thinking how funny that must've been for you, Jason. Like, how do you get stuck with creating the most convincing breasts for Pamela Lee, for Lily James? And how do you get into the maternity ward again for this? Like, what do you think? Well, about you know, it's, it's, those are things that I think we do fairly well. So yeah. it's, it's <laughs> kind of a nice transition. Um, but, you know, for me, you know, we had, we've done these kind of rigs before where it's like, whether it be a birthing rig, which is a, a, a pair of legs that are open with, sure. you know, we actually push the baby through or whether it be a C-section, you know, we've done all these things because we do a ton of medical shows and, okay. and things like that. So we already kind of have the methodologies down um, and, and the sort of shorthand with it. But, you know, um, I was really surprised to see when I watched the show that they showed everything. I know, usually, me too. Everything, even babies coming out of the, you know. Because you always <laughs> see it from the side, right? You always right. see the, the side view yeah. and very comfortable, familiar with that. So, yeah, it was really yeah, I was really quite happy they utilized everything because yeah. generally they shoot things and then the people are like, oh, nobody's going to want to. And, right. you know, much to, you know, the, the showrunner's uh, credit, you know, showing this stuff is, I mean, we can watch people get shot in the head or violently killed in every show but god forbid we show a natural process like birthing oh that's you know? really and, interesting i didn't think of that yeah and most people cut that stuff out because they're like oh that's too much to handle and you're like happens every day why is that too much to handle you know so it was nice that they actually sort of showed everything because it also puts you right in the sort of visceral aspect of things which is what the show was about you know and and what i liked as well was the the idea of it is natural, but there's an element of body horror that they're playing right. with, with all of this. So how do you dance with that? How did you, how do you dance with the beauty of, of childbirth? And, and I do get that sense, that Cronenberg vibe, like just real, I don't want to say giving birth is horror, horror like a horror. No, but there's a, lot of, there's a lot of fear and insecurities. Totally. And a lot of like my body's going to go through what, you know, and, and that kind of thing. And I think Judy could probably speak to that more as far as like the mm -hmm. state of Rachel. And I mean, obviously, well, yeah. incredible. incredible. I, I feel like the, the shots that we chose, the angles that we chose, I mean, to put it bluntly, just really demystified <laughs> anything about a childbirth. Totally. Um, I remember some of the some of the camera angles we were literally you know, under one of Jason's birthing rigs, like, <laughs> it, I just it had to really look at it for a minute, but like the camera was way down below. The legs were above it. Ben was above it with the baby <laughs> pushing it through and like shot in close up with stunning, beautiful lighting and camera angles. And then, you know, intercut with our actresses and, and their reactions. Um, it, it was just 
the, the body horror was definitely there, but there was definitely like a, 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 an incredible melding of, of yes. you know, beauty and, you know, just, just a beautiful frame and mm, <laughs> loved it. Yeah. Um, it, it's funny because the, the prop department, um, uh, Patrick Head, I'd, I'd never worked with him in this capacity before and reading the script and the scene descriptions of the all the birthing and, and all the babies and, and the C-sections and the blood, um, I didn't, it didn't really realize all of what autonomous effects does. Mm -hmm. So when, when Patrick, our prop, de prop department head, uh, prop master said that uh, he was using, you know, a medical company and he misspoke, but um. I was like, oh no, it's got to be a company that does makeup effects as right. well. It's, it's going to look real. But then when I was talking to Jason about doing all the, our bellies, and then I realized it was the same company. It was like the perfect, the perfect uh, scenario where, where autonomous effects was doing all the birthing rigs as well as all, all of my bellies and all the weird things that I needed our bellies to do. So Judy, what, what do you do when, when you're faced with something like that, where you're like, where production is like, you know, we're going to do it this way and you're concerned that certain aspects won't be portrayed and you're like really wanting to advocate for that. Do you push it? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I, I would, I mean, you know, in the end it's their movie, but like right, I, would right. have to, I would do my best to fight it fight for you know what I think would look best and you know mm -hmm. the the only logical thing to do would be to hire a company that does you know really beautiful makeup effects as well it really makes all the difference to it's do in their best that interest. extra stuff yes exactly exactly now tell me about um who is on set Jason do you are you on set or are you creating the rigs and then other people are doing the execution of it because how do you get to see your work well, for this for this particular show, um, you know, everybody was quite busy. So mm -hmm. we built everything and we sent everything out. We build and test everything here. We do videos. We make sure everybody's comfortable, happy uh, with everything we're creating. And then we send it out. And then we had a local gentleman named Ben Bornstein that was kind of our liaison, which was a big help because... He worked with Judy and then Judy okay. uh, had a couple of other uh, artists in that she could speak to. And I think it was uh, Shane and Lindsay and Rich, I believe, um, which uh, Judy can um, yeah. expand upon. But they were all vital in really helping us execute all of this stuff. They would they would set it up, shoot us some videos, send it to us. We'd make sure that everything was OK. That's everything we had talked with the showrunners about to Judy about. And then they would execute on set. Wow. And and what were some of the things that were the biggest discussion? Like this, what was the most difficult thing? What were some of the most difficult things to wrap your mind around how you were going to execute them? Was this the most, the birthing? Um, oh, you're talking for me, both of you. Uh, my collaboration, for, for my collaboration with Jason, um, my biggest challenges were I forget what it's called, Jason. When you have a breech baby, what, and you have to turn oh, the baby. Yeah, yes. Oh yeah, there was, uh, yeah. There's a name for it. That was really difficult, right? Wow. That, that's that when really she's difficult. And you guys, she's yeah. moving it around. Is that what you mean? Yeah. yeah she, she has to turn turn the baby, um, bring the baby's head down towards all during the all during the argument with um, that mother. I was like, 
What was it called, Jason? An ECV procedure, an external cephatic ver uh, version, which is just turning the baby around so it's facing the head space in the birth canal. Right. I never had to go through that, thank God. Yeah. Um, thank God. <laughs> um, yeah, I found a bunch of videos because I didn't know what else to do on YouTube. Yeah. And and um, and I was like, all right, you guys, you got to make this work. You got to figure out how to make this. Good luck. <laughs> and so they did. Um, yeah, I mean, that was very quickly, too. I don't know how you managed that. But um, well, yeah, it was like was a whole other mechanism. That was one of those things where like the simplest solution was the best solution. Essentially, we just made half a baby and we put it on a turntable inside the stomach and just sort of built everything in there. So there was a and just lubed it up with a lot of like KY on the inside so it can move kind of freely. So when she pushed upon it, you could see the outline of the baby, but it also sort of moved. So it was really the most simplistic approach. And I do think we did that like in a, just a few days, I believe. Right. It was like uh it, w it wasn't a lot of time. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I was worried. I was worried about the, the schedule because I didn't give you a lot of time, but you managed it somehow. <laughs> but you know, that's, um, that the was other the thing. What's that Judy? There was, there was, another, there was another belly that was really, especially grossly large. And, um, it was meant to be covered with lots and lots of stretch marks. Oh, and so that one was really special to me. And that came out really beautifully. Um, that was the quintuplets, I, right? I, um, no, that no, that one, that one was the one where the woman um, like was afraid of hospitals and never went to the hospital. Yeah. She just kept getting that injured. was heartbreaking. And, um, yeah, and I oh I know, and you know that actress was so amazing. She, oh. when we first met her, she was like, you know, she looked like this young girl from Williamsburg or something. That's how I imagined where she lived, and she was just like really hippie, and she was like super sweet. But I, she's like, okay, so like me and my girlfriend are gonna get matching tattoos. Is that okay? And I'm like, no, it's not okay. <laughs> I was like, you can get a tattoo where the belly's going to hide it. <laughs> that I won't mind. Right. Anyway, I was like, what's she going to be like? But she was so talented and so good. Her performance just killed me. I was literally crying in the corner. She it was she blew me away. And I I I, I hope uh, I see a lot more of her. I was really impressed. Yeah. Um, but that was one of the bellies where um, I was being very picky. And and I'm like, so this belly needs to be really big. And Jason's like, okay, got it. And, I'm, and so he made it. And I'm like, uh, I'm sorry, but it needs to be bigger. <laughs> so he had to make it bigger. and But I was very happy with it in the end. And, you know, just... <laughs> it's got to well, be what it's got to be. It's got to be right. And he made it right. Per yeah. Perfectionism so was, was a, another fun one. Perfectionism mm -hmm. seems to be very welcome on this set, <laughs> you know, and, and it, it really pays off. I think. One, one of the more, one of the more challenging ones that I like doing um, that I thought actually worked really well on the show yeah. was the woman. And, was the, on the floor oh, whoop. and she, she was on the floor and you could see the head crowning, uh, from from below she's on the floor she's not on the bed her head's crowning from below and it was like that was another sort of simple 
simple as best sort of thing where we made the top of the head and punched all the hair and everything and sort of mounted it to a piece that we can literally just sort of snap into place on the belly because she has the, the nightgown wow. and everything. It looks like she's actually uh, crowning that particular juncture. And it was really effective because the scene was so well done. And that's the thing with this stuff is you can build the most beautiful stuff in the world, but you know, unless you have an actress like Rachel Weisz or unless you have all the other wonderful actors that came along with it, none of the stuff sells. And the fact yeah. that those scenes were written so well and executed so well that it just made that stuff really work a lot better, I think, in a more meaningful way, mm -hmm. an impactful way, because everything around it was taken uh, so dramatically serious. And, yes. You know, shock value. It never, it could easily go into like a sci-fi kind of vibe and it, it never, I never feel, I feel like it's all really happening. How do you deal with the twins? How, what, what is, how does it go? How does, <laughs> how do you, is there a stand-in and it's just regular um, acting well, and done in post? Judy? We, we had the luck of finding um, an, a really, really wonderful, talented actress who is completely inexperienced, but a complete natural. Her name is Kitty Hawthorne. Wow. And she is from London. I really don't know how we found her. She literally just graduated from acting school. I don't know how we found her, but we're so lucky we did. And so she was uh, Rachel's acting double. Nice. And so when we had twinning shots, where the two of them were walking down the street side by side, we would dress uh, Kitty exactly like whichever twin Rachel was not. Mm -hmm. And um, and she wore a wig. Um, I didn't have to do her makeup because it was complete, like, replacement. Right, 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 right. Um, so mm -hmm. we would shoot it one way with Kitty and then they'd switch. And so those okay. were all of our twinning scenes, which ended up meaning it, it took twice as long because we shot everything twice. Um, but sometimes, sometimes not like, well, no, we did. <laughs> like if sometimes when it was over the shoulder, over Kitty onto Rachel, um, you know, it would be, it would be Kitty's, you know, the back of her head. Okay. But, so her wig was, was really well done. And, uh, you know, but she was wonderful to be around and she was a great actor for Rachel to work with. And they became great friends after that. Lucky girl. But I, I want to ask you, Jason, that crown, the crowning baby one, that's, that's, that's unique, right? You're never going to, yeah, that's going to yeah. be like something special that will be <laughs> your resume. <laughs> I thought it was unique. It was, it was definitely a problem that had to be resolved. Like we really racked our brains trying to figure it out, you know, um, because it's just, it's just something we hadn't done before, you know, and uh, the, again, the simplest approach was the best approach, you know, uh, and, it, and it actually worked yeah, rather well. It was so good. The little baby's head was all like wrinkly, like a Sharpay head. <laughs> and then and so when we would have to reset, we'd reset it with blood and KY and gooey stuff. And it was just like, this is not right. <laughs> <laughs> I, we had gloves on, but it was just very weird. But it was, yeah. uh, it, it totally worked. I'm sure it all feels a little bit weird when you're in it, and then it becomes very, you know, methodical. What are some of the key elements to the differences between the twins that you remember, Judy? Like when you were creating the differences? Yeah. Um, well, 
Uh, Beverly, I wanted to create a more youthful look with her. Yeah. Um, a, a more innocent, more, sure. more full face, you know, rosy cheeked and um, uh, just like a very porcelain complexion and softer brows. Um, for Elliot, I tried brows. to make her seem more sophisticated and more sculpted or more contoured, um, mm. more eye makeup. Um, and I would think normally you might want to put freckles on Beverly, but we did freckles on Elliot. They were very subtle, ah. but they were, they were just little, little layers of, 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 you know, just little differences that, you know, gave them a slightly different look. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, it does. She doesn't look like more weathered, but you can tell the life that she's lived in contrast to Beverly, which is, it is subtle, but it's, it's really well done. I will, say, I will say, Judy, in watching the show, those looks were really, really well done because I could instantly tell the difference between the two. Some of it obviously was her acting and her demeanor because she obviously had different ways that she would approach both the twins, but her look was distinctly different. And, you know, like, like you said, Elliot was a little more sculpted, a little bit more harder. Beverly was a little bit more softer. I mean, you just sort of felt it immediately when they switched and my, some of my favorite scenes were like when they were switching to, you know, like when they're oh, switching yeah. sort of do people. And I was like, seeing that transformation was really, it was really cool. And it, it, it is very minimal, but it, it really worked really well. So kudos to you. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I do love those scenes where they swap out. They're really great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 So, and, and it's a, Go Sorry. ahead. Go ahead. Tell me. No, I was just going to say it's a great show because it, it, you know, it didn't, David, you know, the book that it's based on is the same book that, that, that Cronenberg was based on. Mm -hmm. And they really just took different approaches and having the woman perspective of the book, I thought was so much more, it was, it opened up such a different avenue than Cronenberg's film did, which I thought was really, really key to this whole project, which was really 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 cool that perspective this this story couldn't have been told really by a man obviously no i agree yeah it was it was really bold and it really paid off absolutely um how many episodes in total is it is the show 10 is it 10 it's six we shot seven but it's six okay so Okay. Yes. I, I can never tell. I wish somebody would just standardize the limited series or the, I wish that it would just be <laughs> 22 and 12, you know, but it's always something different. And um, I hope everybody is watching the show. Your guys' work is incredible. It always is. But in this case, it's really extraordinary because it's so realistic, but it's like, like we're talking about these things need to be seen because also I watched it on mother's day. And <laughs> I was like, see, this is why I get the big bucks. Um, you know, but I, I really appreciate this content in particular and the performances and work are extraordinary. So congratulations to both of you. Thank you. Thank you, yeah. Thank you for having us. Oh, oh my gosh. Absolutely. Yes. It's good to have you back, Jason. Yeah, it's one of the few that I listen to regularly. So bless you. you. Really bless yeah, you. That's you amazing. It's great. So <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much, Jason. Look Behind the Look is a Vinyl Foot production written by me, your host, Tiffany Bartok. Produced by Jace Bartok, edited by Evan Rivard. If you're interested in learning more, find our video version on the YouTube channel, Look Behind the Look Podcast. 
There you can see rare photos and clips from our guests. And please follow us on Twitter at LookBehindPod and Instagram at LookBehindTheLook. If you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. And tell your friends and spread the word. You can subscribe to us on iTunes or any podcatcher of your choice. Thanks for listening to Look Behind the Look.